Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and today you're going to get a sneak peek behind the scenes at what it's like to be an author. You'll hear the backstory behind their book. You'll hear about who or what inspires them. You'll find out where their ideas come from, and who knows, you might even get the inside scoop on a new project. And if you want to know more about them or their work, we'll tell you where to find them on social media. Joining me today is Reverend Jussie S. Jackson, and he's here to talk about his book, Minorities Incorporated, a story of civil chicanery involving just about everybody. (laughs) Welcome, Reverend Jackson. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. Pleasure to be here. Now, before we really start to talk about the book, I'd like to talk about you just a little. Travel back with me in time. When did you first decide that you wanted to write? Writers usually have a backstory, and I'm always curious about what makes the writer the writer. Sometimes it's as simple as when they were kids, they started reading, and they were influenced by something that they read, and they thought, I can do this, and so they started writing. Sometimes they write, and a professor or a teacher sees a spark, and they encourage the kid to write. Sometimes there's something that happens in a person's life, and it's some kind of seminal event that happens to that person, and it it sparks something in them. They think, I need to share this with the world. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. So what's the backstory, Reverend Jackson, behind you? When I was in school, uh, I think my freshman year uh, high school, I had a English teacher, and uh, he gave us an assignment to write a summary of books that we had to read. We we could choose the book, and uh, we had to write a summary in uh, this book. And I, uh, even though I've been an English teacher off and on over the years, uh, I detested English class when I was in school. I don't know what the reason was. I guess all the rules of grammar and things. But anyway, I um, uh, and I was heavy in sports, and I knew I should spend more time in academics. But uh, I sometimes resisted this having to read books and write these summaries. So I came up with my own stories. And uh, when I wrote this one story about this uh, farmer, uh, tobacco or a coffee farmer in uh, South America who would travel up the mountains and, and you know, do his thing with his beans and everything and bring them back and sell them for his family. And his name was Juan Diego, and he became very successful and helped his family. And, and I wrote this and, you know, submitted it, and the teacher gave me an A, and he really said, this is a great story. And I said to myself, I just hope he doesn't see the commercial on television about Juan Diego and the Colombian coffee, I guess, where he was promoting. <laughs> and I went, hey, this is a good, this is a good gig. <laughs> I can, you know, <laughs> write things that are kind of like uh, you know, semi-plagiaristic, but I didn't want it to be that. But uh, it made him happy, and I got a good grade, and 
I didn't have to read a whole book. <laughs> so uh, I tended to drift into this thing about enjoyment of the, the writing process and entertaining, I guess, uh, and, uh, and, you know, bringing some humor uh, and things of that nature. Because, again, uh, uh, I was heavy in the sports and I was sort of a lazy student, if you want to say, even though I did okay grade-wise, but uh, so I uh, took uh, shortcuts. But then later on, uh, I found that writing is a um, you know, dynamic profession. I, I've done a lot of writing for politicians and uh, newspapers and all these different uh, avenues, and, and uh, I always try to make my writing uh, well, uh, put together, well constructed as much as I could. And uh, one of the biggest, you know, uh, say problems I had was it goes back to my detesting English was now at school. Uh, problems with grammar. My biggest thing is commas. You know, <laughs> I always uh, uh, get hung up on the use of I call them damn commas. So anyway, I just uh, continued, and uh, I, I felt felt good about it that. Uh, uh, I wrote this book out here um, in the islands, and it involves some of the island people. And um, uh, I've had island people read it, and they enjoyed it. And I don't know if it reaches the mass market, but uh, uh, writing it, it gives you the opportunity to express yourself and uh, and be able to rewrite and change things. Uh, and it's a lot safer here in the island to write things and rewrite than say things and blurt out things that you can get in trouble, you know, because of uh, the sensitivity of, of the topic of the book I wrote, Minorities Incorporated, of course, involves races and uh, people. And I'm in a mixed marriage, meaning uh, I have a wife of color and my children. So uh, I enjoy all these different rainbow families and colors and things, but there's also some problems uh, in right now, and the uh, things being de- divisive, I, I, I you know I hate to say it, but uh, so I tried to write something that would uh, uh, encourage uh, better understanding between people and bring some humor in, and uh, so we help each other. You know, we all live together and try to be uh, be happy together. Now the so, books anyway, really, yeah. the books really intended to be a satire. Am I right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Let's give the the listeners a little overview of the plot of the book. Tell them about Patty Puzo. Well, Patty Puzo didn't want to get involved in civil rights and American revisionary politics, but a bizarre midnight taxi ride in the most dangerous part of Los Angeles abruptly catapults him into the wild and unpredictable world of minorities incorporated after barely surviving his involuntary entry into the more hazardous side of civil rights puzo's dysfunctional adventures take him to washington dc and subsequently to pacific island aptly referred to as the island of thieves where he continuing where his continuing confrontations with racial enlightenment finally lead him to hiding from the cia while working at a remote and dilapidated pig farm somewhere in the Philippines. Now, every book, Reverend Jackson, has two stories. 
you just gave us an overview of the story that the reader will get when they read Minorities Incorporated. What's the backstory? Where did you get the idea for this book? How did it come into being? Well, uh, I, I, most writers, uh, especially uh, their first novel, because I, I drafted this initially uh, 35 years ago uh, when I grew up in L.A., and uh, experienced uh, some of the things that are in this book. You know, there's other people involved, but uh, I, I did drive a taxi uh, in Los Angeles, and I was in the most dangerous uh, garage uh, and worked a night shift, and I was pretty much the only white guy driving around uh, at night in these rough parts of town in L.A., and it was uh, quite an interesting experience, and... Uh, uh, I had to work my ways, work my way out of several uh, 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 tense situations uh, uh, with customers and uh, with violent actions. So uh, it showed me that there is problems in our society uh, between races, and uh, I found that I uh, solved some of my uh, problems by just you know, talking and doing my best to uh, get myself out of a, a difficult jam. Like uh, one night, my cab was surrounded in South Central L.A. by a lot of uh, African-American folks who were upset that I was going to charge my customers, uh, you know, the, the fare. <laughs> and I said, well, that's my job. I have to drive them to a place and collect money. And they said I was taking advantage of them. And it got into, you know, like, uh, kind of a... a dangerous situation where I was realizing that they just were upset. And I, and I can understand uh, uh, different eth- you know, ethnic groups being upset about other ethnic groups and, uh, because there's differences and there's uh, you know, uh, misunderstandings. And, but I just realized that uh, I, I could be seriously hurt, and uh, I uh, decided, well, what do you guys want me to do? And they said, we want you to do something to show us that you don't like the yellow cab company. We find it being in, that it's owned by the white people, it's oppressive, and you have all the money, and we're tired of it. So, uh, uh, to be frank, I, I urinated all over my taxi cab, and it made them all laugh. <laughs> and they said, all right, you're one of us, you know, and... and and we'll let you leave without beating you up. <laughs> so I got back in my cab and stepped on the gas pedal and got out of there. And uh, so I, I found that, uh, uh, you know, we as people, we have to do things sometimes, you know, borderline a little bit of craziness but uh, uh, to survive. And, but I also found out that even when there are tense situations, there's ways to make people realize we're, we're people, all of us, no matter which color or, or race or religion, and we should you know, try to get along and do our best. Uh, so again, uh, the book has some of these incidents that I experienced myself firsthand, uh, but I changed them, of course, because of other friends that told me stories that they had about uh, uh, driving, because uh, the one, my best a uh, friend in the taxi business when I was there driving who gave me all the tips how to stay out of trouble was a was, was a black 
a taxi driver, and he uh, he told me all the things uh, to keep me out of trouble, and I really appreciated his tips, and he was a real, uh, real nice person. So again, uh, people help each other, and then other things about the book, um, I did uh, uh, travel to the islands and and got involved in politics here, and uh, saw some interesting things, and and plus my my father and mother they're. My father was a dark Sicilian. My mother was Norwegian. She could get sunburnt if she was, you know, stood too long or an incandescent 75-watt light bulb, I mean. <laughs> and so, and we lived in Pacoima, uh, where I start where this book, you know, at the beginning. And the uh, thing is that uh, we were in the middle of a rough area in Pacoima as we grew up. It was one-third uh, they call it Mexican-American, one-third uh, black, and then one-third white trash. And we were in the white trash category. But we, we tended all the people. My dad hired, he was a construction worker just starting. He hired people uh, from the Mexican part of the area, from the black part of the area. And, uh, and uh, plus he built a big baseball field, and all of his kids of all colors played baseball. And I grew up in such a, to me, a, a wonderful world of, uh, uh, you know, dealing with people of different races and colors and we always just enjoyed each other but then things changed you know as uh, you get older and and as i we i moved away and into la and and then i saw things getting uh, uh, more and more uh, to me uh, not uh, well, somewhat dangerous and so i moved to the islands to sort of like refuge and uh, and, and of course, there are politics out here too of the indigenous people and the outsiders. So uh, uh, it, it made me want to write a book, touching upon these different things, and hopefully to bring a message that uh, things are okay, uh, just as long as we can laugh a little bit and and you know share a beer and uh, and try to work things out. So uh, and, and my family is was encouraging, especially my uh, children, who would bring me information to me about the fact they were half caste so to speak and they'd hear both sides of the argument and they would tell me that dad you know sometimes uh, uh both sides are wrong and uh, and we can see that and we try to tell each side you know what the change and uh, there's resistance but uh i think part of the the, the future is uh hope in that uh, we do have uh people of different colors uh that have gotten together and intermarried, or whatever, and and uh, and made things more uh, peaceful and have people more contented. So that's basically the backstory of the the book. And uh, plus, at the time, I was being fired <laughs> 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 because uh, of island politics. I was the only only white guy in the office of all indigenous islanders. <laughs> and they finally realized, hey, we got a white guy here, that, and we have a local that wants his job, and so I was given notice. <laughs> so I said, boy, I better make some money. Uh, maybe I'll write a book. <laughs> I so love I, it. I scratched out a book, and, and ironically, my secretary, who was an indigenous, she typed it for me, you know, uh, and she liked it. And... Uh, uh, you know, so I continued by you know rewriting it over the years and kind of updating, and uh, I'm at this point where uh, uh, you know getting it published uh, in a they call it a vanity press uh, and getting it uh, on Amazon and 
And like I say, if I sell a few copies, you know, counting my relatives, I should get up to about five copies. And, <laughs> and uh, But again, I, I do get messages from people uh, that have come across it, and uh, most of it is positive, uh, I have to say, and, and it makes me feel good that I, I didn't cross the line and and uh, make it that I'm you know some type of racist you know I'm attacking no I uh, everybody everybody's fair game in the book uh, and uh, I want people to realize that I didn't want to uh, uh, cross that line uh, uh, because it is a uh, uh, a line that you need to be uh, cognizant of you know to make sure that we don't upset other people. Because we all have our fears and our needs and our wants, and we have to, you know, be understanding. So anyway, that's the uh, backstory and maybe some of the front story. Well, and we've given them a really good overview of the book, so I'm sure that they want to know where they can find it. And you did mention Amazon, so let me just kind of, there may be somebody in our listening audience who has never bought anything from Amazon. I can't imagine that, but I always think there may be somebody. So if they decide that they want to look at your book and, and perhaps get a copy, all they have to do is put in www.amazon.com and then just click on that from the browser in your computer, and it will take you straight to the Amazon homepage. Now, that homepage can look pretty intimidating, but if you just look, there's a a big sort of a gray box that's actually a search box. And if you'll just take the your cursor and put it in that box and type minorities, M-I-N-O-R-I-T-I-E-S, comma, ink, I-N-C, period, a story of civic chicanery involving just about everything by... Everybody. Everybody, sorry. Everybody by Reverend, R-E-V-E-R-E-N-D, Jesse, J-U-S-S-I-E, the letter S period, and then the last name Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N. If you just put that in the search feature, click on it, the book will come right up. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a representation of the book cover. And if you see in the upper right-hand corner, there there are two words. It says, Look Inside. And if you'll just click on Look Inside, the book electronically opens. I always want to do air quotes when I say opens because it just electronically becomes available. And there is a really excellent excerpt from the book that's right there. You can read the whole excerpt and it will give you a feel for the book. You'll find yourself laughing. He puts Patty in some very precarious positions here at the very beginning of the book. And you can buy it right there on that page or you can buy a Kindle copy and a a paperback. There are several different copies of the book. So it's available right there. Now, I think, Reverend Jackson, that you have a website. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Tell me about the website. The website is uh, www.islandasylum.com. And uh, the fact that uh, when you live on a small 
island. Uh, it's sort of an asylum uh, to me uh, in a positive way because uh, you're sort of you're trapped and uh, and you can uh, uh, enjoy a lot of things and uh, and some things are are not available to you and so we're all here and just try to all get along and and this uh, website I put up uh, several years ago it's under construction uh, now uh, and it should be available uh, soon. Um, and again, the uh, the name uh, on the book is Reverend Josie S. Jackson II, and uh, uh, I would appreciate anybody uh, looking into uh, getting the book uh, and uh, enjoying it. When they do get the book and they read through it, The Adventures of Patty Puzo, and they finish, they close that back cover, for the very last time, do you want them to feel like they've just read a really entertaining story, Adventures of a Young Man, or is there something else that you really want them to take away from the book? Uh, what you just said is is true, uh, that they enjoy the book, uh, number one. Two, that they uh, understand the uh, intent of the book, that it is satire, uh, and that uh, satire uh, humor is, is, is very important and to us as humans. Uh, we'll be able to poke you know, uh, positive fun at each other and, uh, and, uh, and try to help us get through uh, tough times, and I think we are in some very tough times right now, in very divisive uh, times that are hurting a lot of people. And, and like for me, I find my my children being mixed, you know, half and half, you say, of color uh, and non, you know, white and, and person of color. Uh, they're sort of trapped in between, and I don't want them ever to be hurt in the future uh, because of uh, whatever color they are. And uh again the the book uh, I enjoyed writing it uh, it, it was painful at times um, especially dealing with my uh, uh, hang up with commas but uh, uh, yeah just to enjoy the uh, the book and uh, and and try to uh, get a message out of it that uh, uh, I don't want to preach or lecture anybody uh, I just wanted to have something brought up that can be maybe uh, something they could talk about in a way of not having to hit each over the head, you know, with a chair or something. So, uh, because it is a sensitive issue right now, and I hope it becomes more of a, uh, uh, still a sensitive issue, but not overly sensitive to the point of uh, destroying or hurting, you know, other people in their lives. Uh so again, yeah, I uh, enjoyed uh, talking with uh, uh, Suzanne here on this uh, interview, and she's uh, a real nice lady, and <laughs> and I appreciate the time. It's been my pleasure. This is such an interesting book. I hope our our listeners will pick up a copy and see exactly what we're talking about. And I want to thank you very much, Reverend Jackson, for being our guest today. Well, thank you, and enjoy your uh, stay in uh, beautiful downtown Texas, and uh, stay safe.
uh, and uh, I hope the best for you and your family, and and uh, keep on moving forward. Thank you very much. And remember, listeners, you can find Minorities Inc. A story of civil, civil, civic chicanery. I can't get this out. Involving just about everybody by Reverend Jussie S. Jackson II on Amazon. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air. You never know who's going to be here, and you really never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so very much for listening.